Hello, fans. This is the Surviving Healthcare Podcast, and today I have with me Amelia, who's a French-Canadian woman, woman who had an ordinary life until last year. And I hope you enjoy this. Her story is charming, and she she's kind of an empath, and and she uh, sensed a, a lot about what was going on without having the academic background. She had a lot of friends, owned a successful business, and had the love and support of her large family. She was at the stage when most women get married and start families. So her strengths are intuition and feeling. And she, although she has not a college degree, she's not an intellectual, and English is actually her second language. In mid-2021, as the vaccine mandates began in Canada, she began to sense a growing evil. She knew the vaccine was not for her, but as she tried to lead her simple life, she was attacked from all sides. Her loving relations expelled her, and she was painfully injured by the electric shocks of their disapproval. She had a brief experience of unreality, and for three days, she was kidnapped by psychiatrists. So she gave away her business, traveled to Mexico for a month, and then settled in Miami, where I met her. French women have started movements and have led their nation. Amelia is no Joan, but her convictions are powerful. Listen as she tells her vision of the COVID disaster. Amelia, I'll turn it over to you. Hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> it's good to see you again, Robert. Thank you, Amelia. So tell the story from the beginning. When did you first start sensing there was something very wrong? Um, so it's funny because... Um, I guess three years ago about, I was planning a trip to uh, Republic Dominican with my mom, my mother. And it's like, if I sense like a huge, a huge, like my intuition was guiding me to kind of do a trip and have a vacation. And so I went with my mom and even her, she wanted to go further, like a few months after, but I was like, no, no, we have to go now. And so we go to this trip three years ago. And then when we come back in Canada, um, they were starting to say the, the story uh, at the radio and the media everywhere that in China, this virus was starting to grow everywhere. So it was not, you know, uh, spreading anywhere yet. It was just really in China, you know, it was nothing big yet. But also uh, just before my trip i had visions where i saw people line up uh line up um uh, and uh, there was a man uh, like an officer like army i'm not sure with the big gun and there was people in the line and i told my mom that i had a nightmare um of people like it looks like it was a war they were preparing a war like the in the old time of Hitler. and i was saving my little brother and my godmother from this war, but I was not aware that yet there would be something happening. You know, the viruses was not told on, on the media and everything. And then my, I guess I was pushed after that, um, just knowing that um, it was just, you know, uh, not true what they were saying. And I can say just something that since I'm a kid, I always had goosebumps watching the news. I remember I was um, 
uh, I was maybe 10 years old and when I was watching the news, it's like if I was listening to people, to, you know, seeing the news and it's like if I could say that it was not true. And I remember like, it was like dark for me, like bad, you know, people. And I was a little girl, a little girl and I, I remember this a few months ago. So I guess after that, um, I watch social media instead of television and radio. And I've watched through people, real people at their own thing that they just got vaccinated, for example, at first. And that they, they were telling people to not get it because they had bad symptoms from it. You know, and it's not something you would hear in the media on television. And so maybe that's what helped me also to not get this vaccination because all my family are completely vaccinated. And I, they were even telling me that I was a complicist. And I remember at first, two years ago, no, not two years ago, like a year ago, I had a big spiritual awakening where I got rid of all the people around me completely. And so I isolated myself. I started not drinking at all, um, doing meditation, taking care of myself. And then... Um, I was working, you know, I had my, I have my, I had my career, my job at this, this, this point. So I was just working, working out, um, being the best version of myself was the happiest, you know, my light was strong at that time. Like maybe it started in last January, my spiritual awakening, I would say. And then something very strange started to happen. It's like, um, I feel like I'm mixing spiritually a little bit. With, no, that's uh, fine. Amelia, um, th this is a testimony by someone who intuited what the evil that was going on. That, that's what yeah. I, I view you so as I'm sort of a trying to do empathic connection person. and link between the two because I, it's just weird that my spiritual awakening happened when they started vaccinating people so much. And so... I started isolating myself in January, um, last January. So then um, my attacks, when I started getting attacked, uh, just prior from my attack, July 12 was the first night when where I sensed the attack on me. So I sensed black magic, electrocution. It's well, it came all out of nowhere suddenly, July 12th. And before that, I was the happiest. I was smiling in the street. I was like running everywhere. I was my best self. And I was starting drawing, being more artistic. You know, I was being pushed by life. And I wanted to spread love. I was telling everyone around me, all my clients, not get this vaccination. I was telling my family to be careful to not wear the mask. I was going in the stores without a mask. I was trying to do my part at a, as, as a human being to, um, to just stop this mass destruction. And I was pushed even to, you know, I had those subliminal thoughts. I'm definitely connected somehow, like spiritually. And I had the thoughts that I was here to raise the consciousness of people and to stop this mass destruction, especially the technology that is related somehow to this vaccination. Because now they want to put, they want to ship people and they want to put them as modern slave robots. 
I'm sorry, like I, I know I'm gonna lose myself a little bit because there's so much information and I wanna see so much things, but one I of told the things- I told Amelia that she smelled what was going on, <laughs> that she, yes. she sensed it. And I she didn't have in my a, blood, a science, in my cells. <laughs> a science background, but she can tell a lie when she sees a lie. Yeah. Or hears a lie. It's a spiritual gift. Since I'm a kid, I was an observer, you know, like my mom always told everyone that she asked for an angel. And I was a bit shy because we're five kids in the family. And she would not say that for my sister or my brother. And she always told me that I told her my name before um, she got me and that I did the work. She was, she didn't even got hurt when I, she got pregnant. And I was just very shy all my life observing people. And, you know, when I left my town, I was 18 years old. And I woke up my little brother, my big brother uh, at midnight. I took the bus at midnight and I left at 18. So I, I really grow all by myself. I started my first business at 24 years old without the help of anyone. And I was very proud until I got kidnapped for three days against my will when I got attacked. And there's so much details now. I just did the part one of my story online and I'm planning to eventually detail it in part to part but like so you can ask me question maybe okay. too yeah because there's too much information so and amelia <laughs> amelia was kidnapped by psychiatrists who have this power to stick somebody anywhere and lock them up for three days so if i can say something about that is that july 12 when it happened i just prioritized this day i started um putting drawings that i did um I did amazing drawing for the first time. And I don't know if it's because of this or because I was, people were aware that I was telling, I was, I was telling everyone to not take it. Everyone was telling me, no, I need to get the vaccination to travel, right? Everyone was saying this. And so when I went to the police station on July 15, which is three days, three days of attack from July 12 to July 15, Non-stop. For three days, I could not sleep. And when I went to this police station, um, there was this group of women um, that, were, that came in this police station. And what I said in the police station was simple. My headphones, you know, I was walking along. My headphones at this time were going up like this in the, in the street, doing this by itself without me moving. The way there I was, interpret all this is that Amelia is such a sensitive person and yeah. she became divorced from her support systems because they were all in kind of a psychosis about the propaganda. I started, I started to be a, a big magnet. I started to awaken, to be connected more to the sources. I started to attract dogs and my friends yeah. started to be obsessive with me. My mom, everyone started to be weird. They started to be all vaccinated. And my headphones were really like just spinning everywhere. There was weird so, things happening. And so what I did, I said to the police was that, that there was obsessive people. I said a few names and then they locked the door. They were like, are you scared of something? And I'm like, no, I'm not scared. I'm just, I want to sleep. And I, I told them like, what's going on? Is there other people? And then... Um, and then they let me go out of the police station and uh, two police officers, they were very kind. 
they told me, do you want to go to your place, to your home, or you want to go to the hospital? And I told them, I want to go to the hospital so they can study. that I am perfectly healthy, normal, knowing that in six months, I'm just working out every day, no alcohol, no party, just taking care of myself. So I go there. And then before I entered the hospital, this police officers, I will always remember, with blonde hair, blue eyes, she, would not, she was not sure of letting me go. She was like, are you sure you really want to go? She was really hesitating to let me go. It's like if she sensed it, she sensed that there was something wrong happening, you know? So I still went and without I know, I would end up in the psychiatric place. So when I arrived there, there was this first uh, man, it was a doctor. He started asking me questions of how I was feeling. And then I told him the names because other things happened prior. People around me started to be very obsessive with me. You know, like my friends, even they wanted yeah. to always be with me. So Amelia um, had no, she had no previous psychiatric history and no. she, uh, she, <laughs> she was under this tremendous stress and she, uh, started intuiting, uh, horrible things. Mm -hmm. And she was, uh, finally admitted to a psych ward where she refused all medications and they released her after three days. Yeah, but, I, but when it happened is that the first guy, the doctor that interrogated me, um, he's like, okay, perfect. You're, you're perfect. You can go, you can leave. And I even mentioned my mom that works in the healthcare system. And I even told her that I, I, I told them at this point, because she got a lot of vaccination at this point, she, it was every week for her. And I tried to stop my mom from getting this vaccination because I started to notice that she was talking like a robot, almost. This weird voice, like dark force, like it's like if they were controlled by something. And she was coming home often with the mask on and I had to tell them to remove it, even home. And it was for many people, even my, my friend, I started to notice yeah. like obsessed, a, a weird like robot voice. She... Amelia, of course, that got vaccinated and I could in, observe is in Canada where what we call the mass formation psychosis, everybody believing yeah. the press, everybody believing this vaccine is helpful. It was almost everyone. And so yeah. Amelia's in this environment where these people are very critical of her. They're putting peer pressure on her to get vaccinated and to you wear the and stupid masks that to, don't yeah. work. And she didn't want to do that. So she ended up stuck in the psych ward for three days where, and, yeah. and after that she was released. And what did but you do? I just want to add something. So there was this man first that was there. He was about to let me go home, you know, because it was my choice. I went there in person to protect myself. And when the police officer, they told me if, if I wanted to go home or there, you know, yeah. there was no reason me to be there. But so after that, there's this female doctor and that's this woman that I need to pursue because she clearly um, had a mental problem. She started to ask me more than 10 times if I wanted to sleep at the psychiatric place. And I was like, no, I want to go home. The police officer gave me the choice. I came here by my own choice, you know. And so she just locked all the door. It was, and also I was sensing a veil around me everywhere. Things were very weird. People, employees were, were even scared of this female doctor. There was laser placed everywhere. 
so I could feel it. I had to put my head on my my hands on my head. Um, it was everywhere. It was there. There was electroshock everywhere in the room for three days. Also, I have to mention that. And so this female doctor, that she is the one that put me there against my will. And then um, I had to ask one of my friends, but this is, I'm not going to go in details, but after three days, basically, I had to defend myself in front of the judge to a video call. And you know what's funny in this is that if I was not strong enough physically, I would not have able to defend myself and to speak even in front of a camera. So I'm grateful that God, you know, made me strong, healthy, because I've been through war and I know I'm a light being. I'm here to spread love and light. And I was attacked the worst because I was here to speak the truth, you know? And so that day I saw the judge. He was crying. He was crying. And thank God I had that judge. Let me tell you. Thank God I had the judge with mercy and compassion. He knew what was going on. And he he let knew what me was go. going on. Even yeah. my own mother, she was like, what are you doing out after three days? Why, why are you not still there? They wanted me to keep, to keep me there for weeks. And, to prove and that take medicine. I'm not, to prove that I'm not, that I'm, because I was not vaccinated, that I was crazy. And it didn't work. It didn't work because I'm too strong. And I'm connected and guided since I'm a kid. My intuition is big. My, I was taking care of my body. I am ahead, you know, I know what's going on before. So let me tell you, I'm ready to go in court and get my justice that I deserve. Well, fortunately for Amelia, she, her strength led her to immediately leave the country before at this point, I don't think you can leave Canada without the vaccination. So, I mean, I've heard know, stories like that. So, but, uh, Amelia, tell, tell the, uh, audience what you. happened next. There's, there's so many things. It's crazy. But so um, then after that, um, when I got out of the psychiatric place after three days, I, I called my ex-boyfriend. My ex-boyfriend, I lived with him for two years um, prior to that. And I love him so much. Um, I, will, I will love him forever. Uh, you know, we're still, we're still in contact uh, I mean, we're still in contact at that time. You know, I will always love him as a friend because um, he was there, you know. And I explained the situation and he, he believed everything. Uh, he took care of me when I was attacked the most. Even when I got out of it, there was a group of people that used black magic, nanotechnology against my body. Um, till that day, I'm still attacked. But... So what happened is that I had to give my clientele away. Uh, In I other words, she, she gave, her business, gave her business yeah. away. Yeah, after four because years. Because she knew she had to leave. This. Yeah, I was my own boss. It was my own business that I built from yeah. zero. And I you were very was comfortable. Very, yeah, yeah I was, that was very sad to let go of my clients. They were like my family. Um, and... So I, I took care of myself. Then I started running every day. I started being more healthy, even more, because I knew it was a war, psychological war that was happening. There was yeah. no doubt, no doubt. And so then I decided to, then I, I, I left my apartment, 
my little brother came in August and took all my things. I went in my town in Quebec and spent time with my father and my family a little bit because I knew somehow my intuition was guiding me to live the country completely. And I saw in Miami uh, that I was very spiritual and that the government was not forcing anyone to wear the mask or to get vaccinated. So I was like, that's the perfect, the perfect place for me. So same thing happened. I, you went to Mexico uh, first, though, right? Yeah. So then in October, uh, I decided to take a three weeks trip for myself, by myself, to meditation every day, take care of my body and my mind. And then uh, the last week in Mexico, my ticket was booked to come back to Canada. But then uh, the the government in Canada announced that they were closing the barrier for unvaccinated people like me. So I decided to cancel my flight last minute and to book another flight from Mexico to Miami, where I am now. It's been almost five months. Now I just asked for an extension with immigration lawyer to stay here and become a U.S. citizen because I'm all about freedom. Um, I'm all I'm all about people that let other people live freely. So that's why I choose to be in the US. And so uh, so then I came here and it's just uh, the only thing is that I came here by myself with I mean, Nothing. there's a few members of my family. Yeah. Th- yeah, there's a few members of my family that were open minded, but a lot, most of them didn't understand anything that I was doing. They were judging me. They were because they were all vaccinated and they don't take risk in my family. You know, I'm the only one that started a business for myself. Um, so it's always been there. And I just want to finish by saying that um, it's very sad in life. And I admire your work so much, Robert. I wished maybe you would have been my dad in another, <laughs> another life. <laughs> but my so kids aren't I, my kids aren't as pretty as you. but they're pretty so so what i wanted to say is that there's too many people that do this information because they hear some false um, news in the media or on radio and they say to their friends and they tell people so what i want to finish by saying is that if i didn't have an intuition and a strong mentality and confidence that i had I would have still been stuck in my country because everyone around me were telling me that I could not travel unvaccinated. And you know what? The first videos that almost went viral on my TikTok was me telling people that I'm here unvaccinated in Mexico back in uh, November and uh, that I was looking for my soul tribe. So I know worldwide there's a lot of people like this, but everyone around me were like, no, no, you can't, you can't travel. And here I am traveling in the airport they don't ask for you know if i was vaccinated or not i just had to go and prove that I was negative i was always negative uh, i did my test there was no problem so it really it's sad that people do this information you know well, Amelia, thanks that's to a- robert that <laughs> is telling the truth <laughs> that's a touching story and i want you to tell yeah. the listeners where they can look at your tiktoks and so on what's the easiest way to get a hold of you Oh, yeah. Instagram and TikTok. I just started three, four months ago. So it's still new for me. But yeah, Instagram, TikTok, I can. And they just use your name. Yeah. Um, just the first yeah, name? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. 
it's it's wrote in a different way, but maybe you can uh, put it at the end I'll of put your... the I'll put it in the links. So yes. my interpretation, Amelia is someone without any psychiatric problems before or after this brief episode. That I went were... twice in the hospital in my entire life. And I never got any allergies, any surgery, any health problem in my entire life. So no. <laughs> she's, a, she's a healthy person, but she has, she's kind of a, a genius intuitive empath and uh she she felt the whole thing much more strongly than her peers in canada and she made it out of canada at the last minute before they slammed the doors shut for somebody that yeah. wasn't so she's avoided this thing which might have rendered her infertile you, you know the women that get it during their pregnancies some of the studies show 85 percent lose their babies i mean it's it's a crazy crazy yeah. thing and i hope mm -hmm. we're turning around the narrative between us and all the other people that are working on it so amelia thank you for your bravery and we need to stay in touch and i appreciate yes. you i appreciate you too thank you you're welcome <laughs>